Scripture is not discerned by opinion. You cannot rightly apply the Bible until you first rightly divide the Bible. We do not get to decide what the Bible means. We get to discover what the Bible means. Welcome to Rightly Dividing with Ron Anderson. Thank you for joining me for this episode. We're going to be taking a look at another one of those verses that is often taken out of context. That verse in particular is Matthew 18, 18, and a parallel verse that is in Matthew 16, 19, and that refers to binding and loosing. We're going to see the context that the Bible puts that phrase terminology into. It is often taken out of context and put in, used in a way of binding Satan. Is that actually what the Bible was talking about? We're going to look at these passages briefly and give an explanation of what the context is talking about and how that binding and loosing applies. So first of all, the word to bind is the word deo in Greek. That's the root form of it. It has 21 different forms endings, prefix, suffix, changing, different uh, declensions of that, of that word. So there's 21 different forms of that word deo, to bind, that is used in the New Testament. It's used 44 different times in the New Testament. It's used in places where we find in the book of Acts, uh, Peter or Paul or someone was bound in chains or they were taken off to imprisonment that type of binding. Uh, It's used in the Gospels where we see Jesus tells the disciples to go and you will find a donkey tied with the colt or colt tied with it and to loose it and to bring it. Same Greek words. So tied up there to loose it and to bring it to him. So there are all kinds of different places that this word is used. But what we don't find is the word bind and loose used in any situation where we see interaction with Satan. It's it's not in the New Testament. It's not there. So the context of what we're dealing with, let's let's take a look at Matthew 18, 18 in particular. Assuredly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. The problem arises when we take out a phrase and we impose a desired meaning on it rather than deriving from it what it is actually saying, which is determined by the context that it's found in. So if you read the the verses around uh, Matthew 18, 18, which we're going to do here in just a moment, you will find that there's nothing in this entire passage dealing with Satan or spiritual warfare. It's not what it's dealing with. Another problem arises when we take words out of context and we imply, we impose a meaning on them instead of exposit what the meaning is from the text. And that is the word whatever. Whatever you bind. And we lift that out and we apply it to whatever as we mean whatever rather than whatever as it is intended by the context of Scripture. That's where the problem starts, is when we move things out of its context and we impose meaning on it. Okay, so let's, uh, let's take a look at the passage that this is found in Matthew 18. 
And the parallel in Matthew 16 is basically the same connotation. And so I'll connect those in, as we wrap things up here in just a few moments. So what we find in Matthew 18 is this instruction. And I, I created another video that is dealing with this subject. And I'll link it in the description box so you can watch these two back to back. Moreover, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. So this is what we're coming into. This, this is the context we're flowing in when we get to verse 18. It has something to do with a sinning brother. It has something to do with the body of believers and how you deal with uh, someone who has sinned. Okay, If he hears you, you have gained your brother. But if he will not hear, take with you one or two more, that by the mouth of two or three witnesses every word may be established. And if he refuses to hear them, tell it to the church. But if he refuses even to hear the church, let him be to you like a heathen and a tax collector. Now, here's the verse that's lifted out of that so often and imposed into... Um, spiritual warfare situations, particularly dealing with Satan. Assuredly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. But that's coming off of Matthew 18, verse 15, 16, and 17, and dealing with the sinning brother, and how do we deal with this, and the process that we go through. Then it's verse 18, and then verse 19 says, again, I say to you that if you, uh, that if two or of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there in the midst of them. Now, if you go back and watch one of my previous videos, that's the verse that also is often taken out of context. And the context of this two or three gathered together in my name is dealing with the sinning brother and how we bring uh, restoration. We, we, we confront the sin with the desire, the intended desire and the purpose for restoration. The two or three are the witnesses verifying all of this and following God's guidelines. And in that previous video, I traced this all the way back into the Old Testament and connected to the New Testament and the application here uh, within the context that we're looking at. So verse 18 is saying, Assuredly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Nowhere in this passage is there a mention of Satan or spiritual warfare. None of it. And there is no mention in Matthew 16. The only place in the entire New Testament that we read of Satan being bound is in Revelation 20, where we have an angel who comes from heaven with a chain who binds Satan for a thousand years and casts him into the bottomless pit. That's the only place that we read in the entire New Testament where Satan is bound. Nowhere do we find Jesus instructing his disciples, the apostles, to bind Satan. There's no instruction to do that. Nowhere do we find the apostles instructing new believers or teachings through the epistles, the church epistles, on binding Satan. James says we're supposed to resist the devil and he will flee from us. That's about as close as we can get. But nowhere are New Testament believers instructed to bind Satan. If we follow that vein of thinking, then I pose the question, if Satan is bound, who lets him loose? Because the next person binds him, and then somebody else is binding him, and then somebody... Well, if all these people are binding him, 
Somebody's got to be loosing him. I want to read a quote from Ray Steadman concerning this subject. Perhaps one of the commonest expressions of this misguided zeal is the practice of binding Satan before Christian ministry is attempted. The Word of God gives no justification for this practice. None of the apostles utilized this approach, and no scripture commands Christians to practice it. We're told to resist the devil. Nowhere is any believer instructed to bind Satan. When Jesus was being tempted in the wilderness, he didn't bind Satan. He confronted, he refuted him by quoting the word, but he didn't bind him. Throughout Jesus' earthly ministry, there is no place where Jesus binds Satan. Throughout the ministry of the apostles, there's no place where the apostles bind Satan. It just doesn't occur. This is a passage that is taken out of context and misused. The, uh, as I mentioned earlier, the only place that we find Satan bound is in Revelation 20, and that's by an angel, not by, a, in a sense, a human being. This is another one of those verses that a, that a whole uh, teaching revolves around, and it's, it's taken completely out of context. Now, I am not denying the fact that Satan is active. In fact, the Bible tells that, that he's walking about right, like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour, that he is active, that he is in, he's involved in the world, that there is spiritual warfare, that there is uh, demonic warfare, uh, that we are to dress in the armor because we are in a battle. That's absolutely true. But nowhere, nowhere are we given either the instruction or the authority, in a sense, to bind Satan. So this is another one of those verses that is grossly taken out of context. I hope this helps you understand this passage a little bit better and how it actually applies. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Rightly Dividing with Ron Anderson. If you have questions or comments, you can use the comments section below. You can email me at rightlydividingtheword215 at gmail.com. And I encourage you to like, share, subscribe, hit the notification bell. Please send in those comments and those questions, and I'll do my very best to answer each and every one that I receive. Thank you for joining me. Look forward to seeing you again on Rightly Dividing with Ron Anderson. Take care, and God bless.